If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Suns fan here with Cinderin for We Say Things, episode 113, sponsored by esports.gg. Thank you to our friends at esports.gg for sponsoring us for this episode. Uh, you can go visit them at esports.gg, obviously, or on their Twitter at esports, which I don't know how they got that handle. Esports, yeah. I, I don't know. But anyway, their site is really cool. They write a lot of cool stuff about Dota. They work with people like Jenkins and Cap and AEY. And, of course, us, because we created the one and only Arcana tier list, Cinderin, which yep. pretty much everybody agreed with all of our uh, tiers. Yeah. Everybody I was hated really surprised. the stuff that there I, we hated. There was literally no discussion whatsoever. Yeah. I I just think we're, we've gotten really good at uh, being smart. We say smart things, like yes. we said last episode. Yeah. So... You You're can check smart. out uh, the link to that Arcana tier list. It'll, if you're watching live, it'll periodically show up. Or if you're watching on YouTube or listening, we will be putting that link in the VOD. So, of course, clicking on it will help us quite a bit. So we appreciate your help, everybody that's watching, and thank you again to esports.gg. Okay, uh, let's get started with the patron shoutouts, Cinderin. I'll let you take uh, first half. First thing. First up, we got your friend Andrew, Semperpie. Is that Senpai? Hakuna Matata, the guy in the chair, Lucas Frankel, Commander Donut. I'm playing position 5 IRL. If that's a reference to you being poor, then please don't be in the Inbruge tier and look after yourself. <laughs> Bonsai Wise Guy, Chicken Pot Pie. Wife doesn't want me to cancel so she can continue to explore smut, smut literotica until we are broke and she is bone dry. Chakar. Playing against Wyvern on lane is so shitty. His second... Sh What's happening today? His, his second spell should be called Sphincter Blast. Good job. The Mega Pope. Don't be afraid to tell us what you want in life, TI in New Zealand. Zan Xavier. Nate Thicko 01 think Hamscroats sons his condolences. The boys had a good run. Okay, I hate that one. Next. Is this me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Looks like he didn't take quite half. That's okay. Uh, Bacon thinks CP3 is cursed with Scott Foster. Yep, 0-13 now. Uh, raising my hands like I've been caught by the police, then shouting, Bon Voyage, while I watch my dick turn from hard to soft. Thank you for sponsoring this episode, esports.gg. SharkTM, <laughs> pro Counter-Strike 1.6 player, Novi Panda, Dop, eating Chazik makes you happy and healthy. Cradle Series is amazing. That's awesome. Oh, look at you, Shannon. Underscore Can man. someone. Ben Broomhead started following the NBA because Suns fan, but started going for the Lakers because, or uh, before finding out that Suns fan hated them. LOL. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Dun Talk, Anonymous. Pianis Antetokounmpo was bailed out by Chris Middleton. Peter, cats are believed to be the only mammals who don't taste sweetness, Nibbling. 
And Perkadur, oh, I actually forgot to change this one. He never sent me a message. Perkadurk loves Suns fan Sinner and Saturday and Slacks. Any other S names? I forgot. Let me know. Okay. Thank you, friends, for uh, continuing to support this podcast. And let's just uh, get this next section over with, Sinner, in the NBA. I uh, won't be talking about it for quite a while because uh, the Phoenix Suns have lost. They I'm were sorry. up 2 0 which gives you historically about an 80% chance to win. And then we ended up losing the next four fucking games. I went to game five. It was other than game three that we lost by like 20 points or something. Every game was really close. I can't blame the refs. I, the Bucks defense was good, but I feel like that we choked pretty fucking hard. Um, their offense was just awful. Like, you watch them for so many games. They're doing, you know, they have a couple different things that they do, and they do it really well, and then they just stopped trying to do them, and they started playing what's called iso ball, where either Booker or Chris Paul, they just try to isolate and play one-on-one. It was fucking horrible to watch. Like, losing, obviously, was terrible, but um, knowing that they're shooting themselves in the foot by just having the worst offense just made it so much worse. Um, but yeah, I got to go to game five with Nikki and my brother. So it was, even though we lost, it was an experience. I lost my voice. So it was a good thing that we didn't <laughs> have a podcast record right after. And every, every series that, or every finals we've ever been to, which is only three in 53 plus years, we've all lost four, two. So the curse continues. Oh, and yeah, it. Honestly, game five was the crushing one. Game six, I was basically expecting to lose. So it's not like I cried or anything like that. But yeah, rough stuff. But you do need a new headset and mouse. I don't get it. Because you threw them at the wall in anger. So I didn't cry, you were just really angry. I went on my computer and threw my headset and mouse after watching the game on the TV. You know, I mean... How do you watch TV? Do you put a headset it, on? It was not a good joke. I'll admit it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to defend but that. But I, I will say congratulations to the Bucks. Uh It seemed like everybody turned against the Suns once they got to the finals. People really hate Chris Paul. But it's good to see on the, the silver lining Giannis Antetokounmpo get a championship. He is a very cuddly guy. I like him a lot. Um and it's a good thing for the league because you've seen all these teams kind of, or these big superstar players kind of team up on a super team and win a championship, like which Kevin Durant did, uh, the Nets are trying to do now. But he stayed with his team, even though it's a small market. Nobody wants to live in Milwaukee. No offense to Milwaukee people or Wisconsin in general. Uh, but he stuck with them and they won. And I think that's really good for the league. So I hope more people do that stuff. Uh, of course, same thing could be said for Booker and the Suns. Um, you say that's like a, a similar story to some Dota teams that have had success where it isn't like super teams, but they have like a good tournament or two that it's like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's like not the superstar teams, but just a team of upcoming players or one experienced player and some upcomers that do really well. Uh, then that's cool and good for the scene. Like similar, maybe. Yeah, I, I think the biggest difference is the talent in the NBA. It's more like you can home grow somebody, but once mm-hmm. they're established, you know what you're going to get every day. Like in Dota, it's not like right. Arteezy hasn't won a major and he's 
one of the best carries of all time. Uh, right, you can put, I, you can put a bunch of superstars together in the NBA, and you kind of know what you're going to get for the most part. Like there's some growing pains okay. and whatnot, but, but yeah. So anyway, the season's over. Pretty depressed about that. Uh, but Suns have a, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Chris Paul because he played like garbage. But I don't know what his future is with the Suns. But everybody like our young core, everybody's locked up. We're going to be doing a bunch of extensions. So in terms of like the core team. It's very good for the future. Everybody's super young, so that's one good thing about it, I guess. But this felt like, again, we were up 2-0. That was pretty disastrous to lose the next four, and it felt like almost a free path to a ring because so many people were injured, uh, but just mm. didn't work out. So the sun's curse continues. Okay, on to your subject, good sir. Didn't you want to recommend something? Suns fan recommends uh, Bo Burnham Inside. If nobody's, if anybody's seen that uh, on Netflix, it's a comedy special, I guess you can call it. A guy named Bo Burnham, which I'd only heard of, and I had actually watched a movie where he was. It wasn't a comedy, and he was in it. That's all I know him from, actually. But apparently, he's a comic. I watched some of his stuff after this. It was pretty good. But this is a special where. During Corona, he was stuck in his house, and he created like an hour and twenty minute thing. He, his 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 shtick is he sings and makes songs, and they're really cool. Um, and the fact that he did basically all of it by himself is crazy. So I would, for people that like that kind of stuff, I would highly highly recommend uh, Bo Burnham Inside. Go ahead, Mister Cinderin. Yep. All right. Uh, I will definitely check that out, Shannon. You know I watch everything. So yep. um, I'll, have a, I'll have a summary for you next week. Yeah, I won't be asking. Um, Shannon, I got a PS5. I Came saw that. Congratulations. 20 minutes ago. Um, so I, I, I'm curious about your opinion here or your perspective. So yesterday on stream, I talked it up into being this big thing that we were finally able to get one. And then some people in chat were like, yeah, they're hard to get. And others were like, no, that's piss easy. I can just go and get one right now. Yeah. Basically, I, that's what it kind of boiled down to. I was going to say. Where are we now with this? Is it easy to get a PS5? Because <laughs> we have, it's taken a long time for us to get one. So I haven't really paid too much attention. I know it was hard at first. I figured by now, I, I just assume I can go to the store right now and pick it up. But I can't right. 100% say for sure. Okay. Because I remember like when, the, when it got announced, they were impossible to get your hands on, right? And then there's yeah. like been months with scalpers. But mm -hmm. this one, we actually just genuinely got without like paying overpriced, as far as I'm concerned, at least. So that's cool. Um, yeah, cool I was curious what, this, what the state of that was. Um, it, I think it only comes with, its, with the tech demo, I believe. Uh, we bought Demon's Souls yesterday. Um, mm. And yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll... I don't know, maybe if I'll make like a segment or like give reviews or talk about games that I've played or whatever. But we're going to play some stuff on it. Um, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, I was just curious if... Uh, like what the state was. Because I remember we talked about this many episodes ago that these were really hard to get your hands on. But... So I'm assuming you guys, you don't have one, but you could get one if you wanted to, is what you're saying. I think so. I mean, we have a PS4. Okay. We barely use it. I, I right. use it more to watch Plex, like 4K movies on Plex, because mm -hmm. it's more powerful than the TV. Uh, 
But if I were to get a new generation console, it would be the PS5 because the Xbox games you can play on the PC. So, yep. or supposedly you can. That is true. Yeah, I, I expect future updates about the games that you're playing. I don't even know what other than Demon. Did you say Demon Slayer or Demon Souls? Demon Souls. Okay, don't know the, either game. I just made both up. Do you know, and... have you heard of Dark Souls? Yes. Okay, Demon Souls is the first game from before Dark Souls 1 and like the chronology of when the games came out. It was kind of a pre-Dark Souls 1. I see. Okay. So it's a relaunch, mm. a re-release. Okay, while we're doing recommendations, mm-hmm. I actually have a, I don't know why I didn't put this down. This is going to be a really long episode. I highly recommend, I know this is very old. By that, I mean like a year or two. I finally played it because Jenkins and AOI were playing it at ESL. Hades is one of the best games I've ever played. By, I still by need far. to play that game. I really yeah, do. I was surprised you hadn't played it because you usually play these t- you know, this kind of stuff, and I never do. I'm a, I'm a monogamous gamer. I play one game. If I play a second game, it'll be like an FPS. But mm-hmm. this Hades is god tier. What a game. Highly, highly recommend for people who have not tried it out yet. It's extremely well made. Late to the party, but... Does it have one of the best reviews ever on Steam or something? I'm actually curious. I'm yes. just going to look it up in the store. It it's got to be insane. It's got are, so much positive press. When and it like shows no overwhelmingly positive, then you know it's probably Let's pretty see. good. So Or rigged. Okay, I'm just, I'm just checking it now. 98% of the 140,335 user reviews are positive. Yeah. And 97% in the last 30 days. That is about as high as it ever gets on Steam. Yeah. That's crazy high. But it's pretty cool because, you know, Aghanim's Labyrinth was kind of like, it's like a tavern crawl or a roguelike, whatever mm-hmm. the hell they call it. Every time you do it, it's a little bit different, but you can buff up your guy over time, which is different than Aghanim's Labyrinth, I believe. No, no, actually, Aghanim's Labyrinth you did have some of that, I guess, but it's yeah, much more like in-depth. a leveling system. But like the mythology with Greek mythology, I, I've always been interested in that. So that's super cool. The fact that you can, you have so much replayability. Like I've beaten it eight to nine times fully through. And the story is like, it's quote unquote ended, but it continues on. Like you can just keep playing it over and over, right? So mm-hmm. it's one of the best games I've ever played easily. It's from the makers of Bastion, by the way, which is another game that had, let me see how well that one performed. Another These game guys I just never know how played. to make good games, apparently. Yeah, I never, I've seen people play it, but uh, didn't look like a game I would like. And I don't know if that's even true anymore. Bastion so. is 95% positive all time. Um, that was a great game, by the way. If you like Hades, you might like Bastion. It's like similar in, mm. in like logic, I guess, or in genre. I think is the best way to say mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, I've played Bastion and not Hades, and vice versa for you. So maybe we should play each other's game. That's right, and we can play Valorant at some point as well. Always fun to play mm. Valorant with you, Cinder. Okay, let's get started with the episode again. In terms of Dota stuff, it's not a ton to talk about, but in terms of actual topics, there is a lot. But it won't be too much time for each one, I don't think. So first things first, back to the lag compensation uh, from Mr. Jeff Hill at Valve. Uh, as of about a week ago, it was right after the podcast, they enabled the new lag compensation feature on servers globally with a window size of 67 milliseconds. So again, this is for... Uh, let's see, it says, we'll have less variable input latency overall when turning, attacking, and casting. So the people on high ping, this matters for them individually. Yes. Have you noticed any difference on your side? No. 
Same. I wouldn't notice it for myself because I haven't tried playing on a different server than EU, and my ping is too low to benefit, I think. Mm. Um, but I also haven't noticed other people in the game animating fast or something. Um, so, yeah, literally haven't noticed anything. Which I guess is a good thing. If it's working, then that's good. I There was a couple threads on Reddit <clears throat> complaining about it. So there's definitely some people that really dislike it, mm -hmm. which, you know, could be a minority. It's still in its testing or, stage, right? We'll see yeah, but you could argue that if it's in the testing stage, should it be released to everybody at the same time like this, right? That's true. It's almost like a global beta. So mm -hmm. I don't know what to think. It sounds cool in theory. I have yet to actually see it. Again, the only time I actually noticed anything was when I was watching Brax stream because I don't know why his ping is so bad, but uh, didn't look that bad but he was complaining a bit at the time right. i don't know if his opinion has changed so kind of that's it that's literally the story so okay yep on to the next mini topic Cinderin. viking have disbanded their roster or i should say they've dropped their roster we don't know if the players right. are going to play together or not but they have dropped them from the the organization entirely probably not too surprising i would guess coming from your perspective, I'm I'm not surprised because they definitely underperformed. They they were kind of like these up and coming tier two players a year and a half to two years ago, and they steadily made their way up to tier one. And then suddenly, when they got you know the DPC league started, they just underperformed. That plain and simple. Then they got Kezu after dropping to Division two, and they just lost out essentially in the TI quals. So yeah. The the qualifiers were rough because they were one of the dark horses basically that could have gone the whole way or at least got like top three or to the finals and they just lost every game except one they went one and two and then they went oh and two and then they were out because it's double limb there's no groups or anything um so yeah that's a shame usually around this time of the year uh or a little bit later teams get dropped because most team contracts run with ti as the final goal so I don't know what the specifics of their contract were. If it is uh, when the fate for TI is decided, the contract gets renegotiated. Like if you fail to qualify or if, uh, uh, yeah, basically if you fail to qualify or if you succeed to qualify. And I'm assuming it's something to that nature. And for Viking, it might not be a financially uh, viable investment to keep paying for the team over the next many months uh, with the return on investment they can make. Uh, now, at this, at this time, uh, there weren't some tournaments announced, which we're getting to in a second. So maybe that would have changed their decision, perhaps. Um, but yeah, I don't know if the team is going to continue playing together. I would imagine at least some of them will. Because um, I still do think they have the potential. But yeah, that qualifier showing was unfortunately really bad. Um, yeah. That's how it goes sometimes. So that Can't means for all intents and purposes, Boom, time. Shad, Kezu, Aramis, Celery, and the coach, Immortal Faith, are now free agents. So... Good luck to them. We wish them well. Next. As of... This tweet was on July 21st. So it was actually yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, mm -hmm. It was tweeted out that the eSports Summit in Bucharest for 2021, by the end of the year, sports law will be modified in Romania. So teams slash orgs will be able to officially register as sport clubs, and eSports players will be recognized as athletes. I don't know what this actually means, but... I'm sure there's like some logistical stuff that adds on to it, like what yes. the actual benefits, which I don't know because it's Bucharest, but I don't know if this even helps TI necessarily. If it does, that's great because like a lot of countries, I know for the US, they I've been to Romania before, you don't need a visa. Uh, I'm not sure how it is for 
other countries. I bl- they're part of the EU? Question mark. Uh, yes, I believe so. Let me so just that check. should make it easier for a lot of people to visit in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so officially EU recognized as a sport. since January first, two thousand seven. Shannon, fourteen years ago now. That's great to hear. Yep, you're welcome. So that apparently is happening by the end of the year. So I actually don't know if it's going to affect TI necessarily, but good to see that countries are starting Probably to not. recognize esports as an actual thing. This is kind of a, you know, the reverse outlook to Sweden, <laughs> who yeah. ironically have been like the esports hub for God knows how many years, I feel like, especially just in Europe. So. I, I don't know what the hell's going on with them. But. I still think that is that to me is still so surprising. I actually yeah. think they would be like the last country to do what they did. That's what I would have thought. Like literally the last country in the world to do what they did. So that was honestly baffling. Um, as far as this goes, I think the whole thing with being recognized as athletes, like you said, for visa purposes, uh, primarily, it makes certain things easier. Uh, for for us, you and me, it's not too complicated because of the visas we have or the passports we have. But I think if you're coming from uh, from other areas of the world, it can be really helpful on uh, obtaining specific things. And also, in terms of like professional contracts, I, I don't. I'm not going to pretend I know everything that this could en- encompass. But if you can officially register as a sport club, it might influence the way that you can get funding uh, and the legal ways in which. Uh, players can be hired under contract or something like that. So mm-hmm. either way, recognition is good. So it's good news for Romanian esports as a whole, not just Dota. Indeed. And it feels like it's just a domino effect where other countries are just going to end up following Hopefully. suit at some point. It's only a matter of time. Okay, next topic. Let's talk about a few tournaments that have been announced. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, we talked about TI being postponed a few months. That leaves a lot of extra space that nothing's happening which we could also talk about this, like the patch that we were expecting right after, I guess, the major or even ESL1 summer. Maybe they're delaying it just because TI has been delayed. Uh, I could actually see that because they don't want to do anything major, but they want to spice things up for TI. And if you come out with something now, that's three months to solve it, essentially. Uh, But in terms of tournaments, ESL, speaking of them, they have announced a $400,000 ESL1 fall. So that's going to be from August 21st to 29th. So end of August, essentially. The fact that <laughs> it's ESL1 fall in August. <laughs> Very weird. Yeah. But obviously, I would assume that they had to push things back or ahead of schedule. This tournament was meant TI. to be in October, I think, with TI in August. Right. So they just swapped slots, basically. <laughs> Whoever goes to ESL one uh, fall, I hope the air conditioning <laughs> is fixed because that was a miserable experience uh, for that particular thing. Has it been uh, announced in what condition? Uh, like, okay, that's the wrong word. In, what condition? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? What the hell? Uh, whether it's LAN or not for the players, I it has not. I would be beyond shocked if it was. I assume that it's going to be similar, if not exactly the same, to ESL one summer. So you're saying talent in person and players at home? Probably, yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, the question is, what teams are still in that area? 
probably none in terms of like teams that aren't usually there. I would assume most teams went back because of the long delay to TI, but maybe Quincy Cruz. Yeah, there. I have no clue actually. You would imagine. So it's probably primarily an EU tournament. Yeah. So that's ESL one fall. 2021 the next tournament is dota pit they are running china season five of dota pit and that's going to be august 7th and they have actually announced the teams um it'll be elephant is it what does sag stand for is that the arrow gaming a sparkling arrow gaming sparkling that's it vici invictus aster aries lgd and is that rng i'm just looking at the logos here so we're going to get, you know, I assume the ESL one is going to be EU slash CIS. So we got that covered. We have China now. And then the third tournament that has been pseudo announced, I guess, from BTS is the Pro Series, which is SEA. And that, okay, I don't even have Liquipedia open. There's a lot of teams invited to this one. And can I just uh, say something? Sorry. I just had a realization, and I think a lot of people are going to call me an idiot for this, but until just now, I've never real I haven't realized what RNG's logo is. Let me see. It's an Wait. Give me a minute to think about this. I don't know what it is. It looks like an R. Is there supposed yes. to be an N in there? It's an R made up of the numbers 1 and 2 because it's random number generator. Right? So there's a one and then there's a diagonal two. And because of that, it makes an R out of two numbers. I That's see actually the one and a really two. cool logo. But it's a really cool logo and I didn't realize until now. I've always just seen it as like some sort of, okay, that's an R that's just. Made How does like that little. signify random number generator though? Just because it's the one and well, a two. Their team name is RNG, right? As in, I, I'm assuming that stands for. RNG, right? No, so it their does logo not. No, is, it's Royal Never Something. Royal. And it has no reference to the numbers ever. Like, this is a one and a two. You see it, right? Like, there's no way that isn't a part of this design now that I see it. Royal Never Give Up. Thank you, Chet. Yes. But, but were they always called RNG. Royal Never Give Up or were they called just RNG at one point when they had this logo originally? I don't know. And then know. it became Royal Never Give Up. I mean, you're right. Now that I'm looking, it does look like a one and two, but still, yeah, I, I there's don't a one see and a two. There's like no way, right? It's like if there was the gonna design. be something that you want to design around aren't like random number generator, it would be like a dice, a die, not a one and a right. Two. But they also wanted it to be an R, right? I don't know. I I think it's a really cool design for what I just said. With what if that's being... not even? I, I'm actually interested that's to know just... if this is even a thing. Is that even a thing? It's probably like not. there's no way that it's not a one and a two, right? Like tell me, there's literally no way. I mean, if that you would be angle like the it... weirdest coincidence ever. Your org is literally called RNG. <laughs> And sure, it can stand for, for Royal Never Give Up. And maybe at one point, I don't know if it stood for RNG, uh, actually. But you don't make your logo out of these two numbers by coincidence. Hey, you never know. You no never way. Know. Anyway, back to no the way. topic at I hand. think it's cool. Okay, yes. Uh, the Pro Series SEA edition. So Fnatic, uh, Motivate.Trust. Whatever happened to Myth Trust? Remember them? Uh, yeah, that was myth stood for made in Thailand, right? I don't know why they renamed remember. or changed team order, SMG but the sponsor is still the same. T1 OB.neon execration 496 gaming galaxy racer Lil Gun and army geniuses. 
That is a strange name. Let me tell you. Yeah, what kind of a fucking team name is Little Gun? That's better than Army Genius. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Maybe they're like all retired war veterans and they're really good at Dota. Ah. <laughs> uh... I do, Army I do kind geniuses. of like, though, when Lil Gun go up against Army Geniuses, I do hope it's just like all mid sniper, you know, <laughs> like that's, it's literally, they should all be playing Call of Duty instead. They picked the wrong game. So we have, what are the regions that are left out right now? Is it just NA that's missing? Yes. Uh, chat was a telling shocker. me that Envy uh, leaked the fact that there's going to be a BTS Pro Series for NA as well. Uh, Liquipedia also has an entry for that, but there's nothing in there. So, yeah, with okay. that, that's basically every region, right? TBD. Yeah. Wait, South America. I forgot TBD. about them. Although, I guess that's probably NASA. I think they will be sh part of the same tournament. Yeah. I think when okay. BTS run their pro series, they run it for both NA and SA every time. I think it's not one of them. It's both. Right. Do you have any comments on these three tournaments that have been announced, Cinderin, before we move on to non-Dota 2 related stuff? Um... Well, under the assumption that the uh, that the ESL one is EU only, that's clearly the biggest, but that could also technically be multiple divisions, right? They haven't announced yet because they've run ESL has run tournaments in the past where there were three regions playing at the same time. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case for this, but I'm not going to rule it out. Uh, but if it's just Europe, then that's clearly the biggest one in terms of prize pool because this one was a 400k, and the Chinese one was 150. And the SEA one was 50. Uh, so in terms of like overall prize pool, that's it. Quality mm -hmm. of teams in all three of them are really good, though. So I think it's going to be great tournaments no matter what they're playing for. Um, and it's good to... It's good for Dota that there's a lot of content for the different regions during what would have been a three-month drought, right? So that's yep. big up to the organizers for running this stuff. That's Let's hope nice. there's a patch, though. Yes, I'm please. pretty tired of this patch. I'm not gonna lie, Cinderin. I've I'm not my that end. tired of it, but I would like a few changes. But I think this is one of the best patches we've had in a it long was, time. It was good while it lasted. Time to change it yeah. up again. Let's get shards yeah, 2.0. Not too much. Not too much. Please. Let's get Just, reverse you know, shards, and when you combine it with an that, actual yes. shard, it makes it like double effective. Okay. Okay. Come to me for ideas. Oh, by the yeah. way, okay. Completely random topic here. I was actually thinking about Legion Commander rework, okay? Okay. I want to just ask you what you think about this. Let's forget about Ags okay. and Shard. I don't and like it. Shit. Okay. Now let's see if your opinion changes when I actually tell you the idea. So remember, the reason I don't like this here, there's two reasons. Number one, mm -hmm. it's clunky, okay? Number two, okay. it's not really designed around the ult everything is press the attack it's you're mm -hmm. you're literally picking this hero to be abaddon right the hard dispel so when people pick this to counter pick anti-mage it's because of press the attack i'm good, good. lord okay all right who picks anti-mage seriously we saw like one game at the major one game yeah i'm not saying there's this is black and white i'm saying 95% of the time you pick Legion Commanders because press the attack, hard to spells. Would you disagree with this? Yes. Yes. You would disagree? God, I it, hate it's you. 90, it's 97% of the 97. time. 97. Okay. So here's the rework to make her fun again. Okay? okay? You have to obviously... So now I will mention the clunkiness comes from press the attack as well. It's actually working both ways because you have to like double tap it yourself if you want to actually go for that kind of build. So... How about we change it for press the attack to be an instant active? It means you only can use it on yourself. 
which obviously means hard to spell isn't a thing. It's only a soft to spell, or yeah. basic to spell in that case. And then the alt breaks. That's a starting point for a redesign, a rework of the hero. To make it more alt-centric, more of a... It doesn't have to be a carry necessarily, but it does damage. It's an initiator that can do damage. It's not about healing your stupid teammates. What are your thoughts? That sounds like a really strong hero counter to specific things, right? Yes, it does. You just duel and they're broken during duel. And there's no way of solving that with itemization. Because, well, you can link in, so you can like avoid getting dueled, I guess. And then it. when you get ags... You bring mm -hmm. back the double BKB, okay? Both heroes are BKB'd, so you can't get saved anymore. When you play Legion Commander and they pick Shadow Demon, they pick Bane, like, it's the worst, okay? And then you balance the numbers, you lower them, you nerf it to make it actually balanced. Do you think, okay, so do you think it makes it a more interesting design when, yes. when dual can't be countered? I think a really big part of that spell and what's interesting about it is that it can be countered. So when you have BKB, it's just literally so Lincoln's. That's when it. Shadow Demon gets the reverse shard, which will be added in the next patch, that allows oh. disruption to go through BKB. So that's the counter. Oh, okay. See? So we're just like, we're specifically designing the entire game around <laughs> Legion Commander now. Again. That sounds fine. I'm, I'm I just cool want her that's to good. be fun again. She's not fun to watch or play unless it's like a more damage build. What the fuck is a reverse shard? I don't know. I just I made that one up. Reverse shard is going to be a thing, okay? Why is it called reverse? <laughs> because it needs to be a a mirror image of the shard in order for it to connect on itself, you see? And then the agonims gets attached to that. So really the shard right now you do you don't so, know it, but it's it's not actually connected just to the ags. It's connected to its reverse uh -huh. shard as well. So, so can you buy a reverse shard without having shard? Or is it like you have to have shard no, first? No, you have to get shard first. Okay. Okay, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. All right, next topic. I think it's good that I, we have Ice Frog on this. So I'm just saying that's how you make the hero fun. I don't know if I'm the only one. Hmm. It, the hero is not fun. You pick them to hard to spell. That's, that's boring as fuck. I hate that shit. I, I could definitely get behind a potential rework, but I don't know if that's... I agree that's that fine. what would be nice was if dual mattered more and press mattered less, but I don't know yes. if I would go that route. Okay, that's fine. The break isn't necessarily a bad idea, though. Thank you. I know, I'm very smart. You know, I have created... But the, the ags where both time. heroes get BKB, it's just... It's too strong. I agree. Uh, the current ags is garbage, by the way. Literal not buy. Uh, okay. Next thing on the list... I have a lot to say about this. Steam Deck mm -hmm. has been announced by Valve, a new hardware yes. that is essentially a handheld PC. We talked about this before. We thought it was going to be called Steam Pal, which disappoints me to no end because that sounds way better than Steam Deck because our former sponsor, Elgato, has a product that was actually re-announced on the same day as Steam Deck is called Stream Deck. And I have one on my desk right now, and it's very good. I don't know if that helped them or not, that they announced on the same day, but that is hilarious. typoed when they were searching for Steam Deck, and Elgato's <laughs> sales went up 50%. Yes. So Steam Deck, uh, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm sure yeah. you guys can just Google photos and whatnot. Obviously, it's literally a PC. So obviously, it'll come with like the Steam 
uh, interface that you're used to seeing. Of course, it's going to be more like the big picture type style, but you can do whatever you want with it. There's no real restrictions at all. And in terms of the hardware, which is the thing I'm going to talk about a bit. Actually, let's start with the, the price points. So the cheapest one is $399, 64 gigabytes of memory. By memory, I mean internal storage, like uh, yeah. to put games on. That's nothing. Mo a lot of games are more than that. What does the Switch have? I think it also I, has 64 well, internal. The Switch has hard... Uh, they have cartridges as well, right? It's not just onboard storage, I believe. I'm not a big Switch Right, and there's myself. nothing you can do to the Steam Deck to give it additional storage. Yes, you can. I'm, I'm getting to that, Cinderin. Right, so then that's the same. That's just my point, right? Like, if the default cheap version is the same, then you can buy quote-unquote add-ons to both. Right. So $399 for the cheapest one, 64 gigs. If you want 256 gigs, it's $529. But the internal storage turns into an NVMe drive, which is a lot faster. So I think for most people, that should be the baseline, honestly. So 530 and then the next one, which is half a terabyte, so from 256 to 512, is $650. So let, let's just do this piece by piece. Thoughts on the price okay. points right now? Because a Switch is less than $400, I believe, right? It's about the same, I think. I'm going to look it up right now. I mean, I just Googled the price for a Switch uh, right now in Denmark anyway, but... I mean, maybe the store offers... It looks like the norm here is that it's 2500 Danish, which translates to $396. So I think for, from a Denmark perspective, at least, this is basically one-to-one. -one. Um, okay, I'm seeing with Nintendo the Switch deck. for $299 right now on Amazon. So it's a full $100 less than okay, Steam that's a lot cheaper. Deck. Right. Okay. Um... But in yeah, theory, so, you can do a lot more with it. Although you can't play like Nintendo games. Well, I guess I you think there's a little bit could. more. Before you talk about price points, I think you should cover a little bit more because like this is a lot heavier. It's I think it's almost twice as heavy as the Switch, if I remember correctly. Um, and it has a lot more power. Basically, it, it, it's got stronger components than the Switch. So mm -hmm. having it at a higher price point with that logic, it makes sense, right? It's a more powerful machine. Uh, it weighs more for that reason, largely, at least. Then the question is, um, is it actually, when you consider that, is it actually cheap compared to the Switch because of those reasons with what it can do? Or mm. does it make sense? We'll see. But uh, a lot of the concerns that people have with this is actually about the weight more than the specs or anything. Because obviously it can run a lot of games, which is great, but people are worried that uh, you get fatigue from playing with it. Like, Maneuvering it, holding it, and just using it in general, that it's going to be clunky and eventually exhausting. Um, that's just concerns that I've read about. I don't know how true they are, um, but obviously that is the trade-off that you get when you want to make a handheld console really powerful. You need components that can run shit, and usually that requires bigger components. So yeah. um, The Switch is more compact, and I can tell from personal experience that that's really nice to use. Uh, I haven't tried the deck, so I don't know if it's uh, if it can like hold up to the that. Deck. But obviously, a really big selling point of a handheld console is that it's comfortable. That's the primary reason you get it over a laptop or a different PC or a different like a stationary console is that it's nice that you can just take it with you and play. So you, I think you really can't sacrifice com comfort on a handheld 
if this isn't if this is exhausting to use people won't buy it i think so that's my number one concern everything else sounds amazing to be honest okay i have some gripes okay uh well first let's talk a bit more about the hardware inside it's an amd processor mm -hmm. uh Everything seems to be reasonably powered so that you can run most games decently well. Uh, the yep. resolution's 1280 by 800, so it's a 16 by 10 ratio. Uh, it's a mm -hmm. seven inch screen, uh, 60 hertz, which that's the thing I'm gonna harp on a bit here. And what else? The battery life, according to, it's a wide range, but between two to eight hour battery life, that sounds yeah. pretty abysmal. Like, soup, like if you're on a flight, like we take flights all the time that are uh, like long ass flight, international flights. Some flights are literally longer than that. I'm not saying that that matters necessarily because you could just charge it, but two to eight hours mm -hmm. is very low compared to the equivalence, if you want to call it that. Um, Especially that the lower bound is eight. That means that if it's not even running a game, but just on, yeah. it runs out after eight hours, right? That's right. I assume. That Wow. That's you doing nothing that, with it? I don't know. Yeah. So a couple concerns I have. Uh, I think the price point's fine for the most part. Um, I think the biggest thing that people aren't talking about is Valve's history with this stuff, with their hardware. They had, what was the original Steam PC called? I can't remember what it was called, but it never actually came out after they announced it. And then they made... Steam PC. They made the Steam controller, which I actually kind of liked. They never updated it, really. They never went anything anywhere with it. Steam Link, which I still use to this day, is actually an amazing piece of... was a piece of hardware, now it's just software. They have yet to update that, which I'll get to that in a second as well, because that connects with this. And then their VR, which was horribly overpriced, and who knows if they're going to do... Basically, what I'm saying is they've abandoned a lot of projects. So you're investing mm. a good chunk of money to get something like this that you don't know if they're ever going to come out with anything else or they're going to, you know, take care of their mm -hmm. customers, so to speak. That's concern number one. Concern number two, and I got a lot of people that uh, talk shit to me about the 60 hertz thing because I, I complained a lot about the fact that it's 60 hertz. Mm. I find 60 hertz unplayable. And it, people are tweeting back at me saying, we're not playing FPS games on this. Well, first of all, you could. But secondly, <laughs> yeah. I, I play Hades on 120 hertz, and I play it on 60 hertz. It's very noticeable. It's, I literally can't beat the game sometimes because of the hertz. It's very mm -hmm. noticeable. And the fact that it's 1280 res, I feel like that is not difficult to make something that works uh, for that. Now, the thing I will agree with is most people don't give a shit about that because most people are dumb. No offense to everybody out there. Like, most people that are going to be buying a handheld thing anyway, aren't going to give a shit about 120 hertz. But if you have an upgraded version that perhaps upgrades the screen to allow that, that's something I would seriously consider buying. And I can only rate this based on what I would want to buy and not right. what other... Like, I don't give a shit about other people. Like, when I'm doing Damn. a rating, it's it's not like a PC gamer rating where I'm saying, this is something you should buy if you're... The, I'm saying how I would rate this myself. It's 60 right. hertz. It's literally unplayable. I would not buy this for sure. Uh, now, the, the biggest concern that I have about that that doesn't make any sense is that they have Steam Link, right? Mm -hmm. So it's software. You can remote from this device to your PC. Now, the main issue is that right now, Steam Link, because it hasn't been updated, 
doesn't support 120 hertz for some reason, but I feel like that's something that could easily be added. So if you had an upgraded version of this Steam Pal, or Steam Deck, um, with a 120 hertz screen, that would be really awesome because then I can remote in on my PC and it doesn't even have to be at home. They actually updated not too long ago to where you can do it outside of your the range of your Wi-Fi. That sounds mm. fucking awesome. That's something I would buy. But 60 hertz, it's it hurts, man. I don't know. Like, have you tried playing, like, even Hades? I play Hades on my TV downstairs using Steam Link, which right. downscales to 60 hertz. It's awful. Like, legit awful. Basically, going from playing 144, like, in Dota, for example, right? If I play 60 FPS in, or 60 hertz instead of 144, it's really noticeable and distracting. Um... I've, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but the step from 60 to 144 is infinitely bigger than the step from 144 to 240, even though numerically that step is bigger. Yeah. But to the degree to which it's noticeable, like if I were to go to an event or whatever, I wouldn't really care if the monitor was 144 or 240. I don't care for Dota, but I really care if it's 60 or 144. Like, holy shit. Um, so 100% agreed on that. Um, I don't know if there's some sort of technical limitations when the screen is this small with the hardware and everything, or if there's just no excuse apart from, you know, just um, they don't think there's a big enough market well, for it, it or they think it's battery too expensive life. that people will buy it. It kills battery life, like you said, right? So yeah. there might be secondary concerns here, uh, but I would agree that if you could get a higher frame rate on a screen that especially has this kind of strong hardware behind it, I think that is value. Um, it would be the same for me. If I were to buy this and there was a 144 version, I would get that in the blink of an eye. Even if it costs like uh, 100 or $200 more, I would pay for that. Yeah, 120 hertz is so. the standard. 144 is like some gaming thing that was just created mm -hmm. for gamers. That's just... Yeah, 120 is also fine. I wouldn't say it's fine. a like gimmick, it's but it, so. there's, you can't yeah. tell the difference between 120 and 144 pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's my biggest concern. That's why I would never buy this thing. But overall, we've talked about it before, the concept that's cool. Handheld PCs, that sounds awesome. Who knows how it feels in your hand. Uh, the setup with like the joystick and whatnot looks a little awkward, I won't lie. The trackpad being underneath, I mean, depends on what game you're playing, I guess. Uh, there's no really way to know until you've held it, mm -hmm. like in terms of the weight and everything. Obviously, now, it doesn't one come apart like I will Switch say, or anything like that either. Or I don't know if I would call this a counter-argument, but um, I think maybe console, like console gaming in general, handheld consoles, what frame rate do other ones have? Like if you play on the Switch, I think that's also 60, maybe even less. It's, um, yeah, it's about that. I don't know if there is a handheld console that has had 120 hertz, uh, at least of the I don't primary so. brands or whatever. I don't think so. Um, I, that doesn't mean that Steam Deck needs to conform to that. I'm just saying like the, the expectation of a handheld console and going in here, it's definitely not under delivering on the status quo, but we were hoping for it to be better than that because of how strong the machine is um but yeah um so it's, it's it's not gonna based on what you're used to from playing locally on your switch or whatever this is not going to be worse i think that's just important to clarify that it's not like yeah. cutting corners it's just not overtaking them either yep that's right but i mean again the yeah. cool thing about this first of all i hate the name god i hate the name so much steam pal is so much better am i am i crazy Steam Pal yeah, sounds I'm so cute. And not cuddly. like a huge fan of either. It's okay. Really, you're not a fan of Steam Pal? That's your pal that you have. I mean, I think it's it's probably better than the deck. Um, Steam but... Deck sounds so impersonal. I don't know, man. I and, maybe and it feels like it gets part of lost the in the Valve shuffle. Didn't do Pal is that it sounds like something smaller, right? 
like a, a weaker machine, like um, a Tamagotchi, you know? People were clamoring for it to be called the Gabe Boy, which, which if you say fast, oh, does not sound very God. good. <laughs> that would be a disaster. I'm sure they considered it That would be no lawsuits point. over that. I'm sure they That's put fine. it on the board and then said it out loud, like, okay, never mind. Uh, the gay boy. Oh, man, that's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. I Maybe I'll, I'll wait for generation two if there ever is one. Again, that's the one of the biggest concerns that I have is that they just don't follow up on anything. Uh, but the idea is cool. I like the idea. And it, the biggest thing is the fact that they're going to be, and we talked about this when it was originally announced and we didn't have any details, Xbox, all their games are playable on PC. You can play Xbox Series... What the fuck is it called now? God, you guys suck at marketing. Uh, whatever that fucking new console that Xbox made, you can play that on this. That's crazy to me. That's really cool. Of course, most of them will play like shit because, uh, yeah. That's that's one thing. You can't play that stuff at like super high settings or anything, for sure. This will be much weaker. But that's why the Steam Link... The idea of the Steam Link makes this so cool in theory, but it doesn't feel like they're trying to use that technology, which boggles my mind. Mm. You could play literal AAA titles with the highest graphics streaming from your PC. Somebody in the chat was saying that you don't care. You care about 60 hertz, but you don't care about the Steam Link delay. There's no delay on Steam Link when you're in your own house. It's literally off the network. It's based on the Wi-Fi. Like, it's super fast. You don't even need internet, technically. So... It's it's super fast in terms of the latency, but the Hertz is the issue still for both that and Steam Link. So that's my gripe. We'll see. I won't be buying it, so maybe we won't see. We'll see what the reviews are when it comes out, but that'll be later in the year, I believe December, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, something like that. That's a good time to release a console for it is. a completely arbitrary reason. Yeah, very arbitrary. Okay, next thing on the list, CSGO has announced the CSGO Dreams and Nightmares Workshop Contest for $1 million. This is where the Artifact uh, Tournament International <laughs> money went, apparently, to the CSGO Workshop scene. They're looking for 10 original Dream and Nightmare-themed weapon finishes for CSGO. Each of the winning 10 entries will win $100,000, which that does seem like a lot of money. I, I want to tell you something. I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm not going to give mm -hmm. numbers. I've heard some in the past. All right. Counter-Strike workshop artists make so much money, you guys would not fucking believe me. There are easily double-digit, if not more, millionaires, like multi-millionaires from making workshop content on CSGO. For Dota, that's not the case, obviously. Right. It's cool that they're putting all this like money on the line to make... I mean, the fact that they made their own website... Is this the same company, Cinderin? Mm. Valve made a literal standalone website, counterstrike.net slash dreams, for this contest. So what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so... First of all, from what I understand, I read a little bit about it. In the fine print, you get the $100,000, but you waive your workshop percentage. Really? <laughs> you I make less so. then. You probably make less that way. I, if that is the case, that was the interpretation that I saw and read. Wow. 
then this is worth less to the individual creator than if they just got it in the game normally, yes. quote unquote. Yes. 100%. Uh, now, there's two ways of looking at this. One is, uh, wow, that's like, why? Why not just let them have it like every other item in the game? And the other way of looking at it is, um, maybe they wouldn't have done this without the contest. Then there just wouldn't have been these 10 items, right? So it's like, if this is something extra that they're only doing because of this, then, you know, then it's still something extra. I mean, but while the hundred grand sounds amazing, I think getting a cool item in the game normally in CSGO pays you more than that. So unless that interpretation from the community is wrong, then this is I, worth less to the individual creator than just getting I was not aware that. of that. If that's true, that is insane. Because you didn't have to put a number on it. Then. You could just say this is a contest, which is still cool. Winners get right. the usual rate, which is, I promise you, I, guys, I promise you, if you got a skin into the game and it was one of 10 skins, you would make more than $100,000. I promise you. Yeah, absolutely. So for CSGO, that is, not Dota, just to, right. again, Dota has gone down the shitter in terms of workshop artists making money. But this is crazy. That's true. Wow. That sounds yeah. almost I mean, like... take it with a grain of salt. It was what I read. I haven't read the entire terms of service on this shit, but um, Why that not? seemed to be an interpretation that a lot of people shared on the wording, was that you do not get to keep the workshop percentage. Wow. So, But either way, whether you do that or not, I think this thing should come to Dota. Um, <clears throat> having workshop contents like this, we have the... Or rather, not should come to Dota, because we already have that with like the call to arms, right? Um, but having like, uh, how to say, uh, actually, I, I don't know if it's good to have like a set amount, right? Cause when Valve announces, Hey, we're making a chest or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, they don't say how many winners they're going to be and what the terms are. So maybe actually the way it's run in Dota is honestly, maybe better. So I take that back. If anything, they include fine. too many people, um, in the chest in Dota because it gets muddied down essentially. And people like a lot of sets are really cool. And Valve ends up making a lot of money, but it's divided so many times that it's really not that much right. anymore. So I'm not sure why Dota went down that road. Uh, but that's CSGO a good is, point about cosmetics rolling. and CS is how much less, how many less people you need involved, right? To make a cosmetic. That's true. You, less people involved, and CS makes more money in general. Like then yeah. Dota through cosmetics. Right. That's pretty much guaranteed because it's like the betting thing. So yeah, I wow. Some of the <clears throat> some of the Dota artists went to CSGO, right? Oh yeah. So it was actually at there was a point where because back in the day when Workshop was starting, it was pretty mm -hmm. it was it was really good money. Like not like yeah. CS money, but it was really good money for especially for somebody like me that never made any money in my life really. Uh, but I mean, all that money saved from GoDaddy, you know, that was some good stuff. Mm, GoDaddy. But eventually they started like stripping away stuff that you could do, less communication with the artists in general. There's just a long laundry list of stuff. They stopped accepting particles. Uh, they wanted to basically reserve everything for TI. And right. people within Valve actually talked to artists and said, you should just work on Counter-Strike because they know that you're not going to make a good living doing Dota stuff anymore. This was like six years ago. It's been a long time. Right. Five, six years. I can't remember. It's been a while. Oh. Uh, so yeah, that is that. Next thing on the list, Cinder, as we continue on with non-Dota stuff that just will never end, Amazon's new MMO, which is, 
I think people were beta testing. It's going to be out in late August. It's called New called World. New World. Yep. It has apparently started bricking RTX 3090 cards. By bricking, it means it literally destroys the cards. And some other models have also had this issue, but the obviously the most expensive one is the 3090. It's the EVGA model, which is actually the company that I exclusively use for any of my graphics cards. I do not have a 3090, by the way. Uh, I have never heard of this happening before. Something quite like this. That's crazy. Does someone get in legal trouble for that? I, I mean, the good news is the EVGA has the best warranty service that I've experienced, which is why I exclusively go with them. So I'm sure they'll get replaced. But there's a big shortage on 3090s. As you know, I'm just okay. It's important for me to specify this because I'm just a little bit worried. Like, <clears throat> let's say, let's say, so the MMORPG, right? There's two options. Either it's, <clears throat> I mean, if your if your card bricks because of the software, then you would say, is it the card's fault that it can brick and it doesn't just switch off when it gets overloaded like this, or mm. is it the is it Amazon's MMORPG's fault for not being correctly optimized so it doesn't fucking break cards right so and i'm worried for amazon because if it turns out that it's their fault and they get sued how can they possibly pay for this and <laughs> all right i get the joke now good good okay, joke good. but are, yeah, to answer your question seriously i think of the three amazon would be the least uh in trouble if you want to call it that like the least responsible i think nvidia is probably Actually, the top and then evga and then way down would be the actual game. That it's really weird that that was something right. like this could happen. Like I'm just <clears throat> oh god, I need to drink more. I'm just trying to think. So I don't know enough about this, but what? How does a card brick actually? Like what even happens physically in the card that makes it just break? You know, I I didn't see the specifics on what I I heard some people talking about. Maybe the a lot of people are blaming the main menu. Maybe there's like an un like. They don't cap the FPS. I don't. I really don't know. Like that's a very not, intensive that's not what menu. I mean. It's not no, what, I know. like technically in the game is causing it. It's what happens to the card. I think like, it for overworks. example, if your computer overheats, it switches off. Yes. So it doesn't fucking melt. Yeah. So what does a graphics card do? How does it brick? Well, I think it's it that mechanism just for whatever reason isn't there. Right. So I assume but it just if burns that possibility, up. Like, if the possibility to brick is in the card, mm. then. Like, I'm, maybe I'm going to come off like a complete idiot now, but I'm just thinking, if you can't solve your way out of this mechanically that the card can't brick, then the liability is with the card developer and never with the software developer, correct? Yeah. So, so if this becomes a legal battle of some sort that people's cards are fucking breaking, then I would guess that the responsibility lies with EVGA and with NVIDIA, right? Yeah, it's and one of the not two. not with Amazon at all. There's, there's no way Amazon's at fault. I mean, they're definitely going to, you know, right. patch the game to not make the menu all fucked up. But Obviously. Yeah. This is a I'm very really, strange case. I don't know. That's surprising to me. Yeah. Okay, so that's... That uh, cards what? can't even brick anymore. Like that. I mean, you can brick in other ways, Cinderella. Yeah. All right, next thing. Netflix is getting into gaming in some respect. They will be adding mobile games, apparently, to the subscription, which... They are saying oh, oh. they will not be adding additional cost to it, but they will start doing mobile games as part of the subscription, which this may seem small, and it kind of is, because nobody gives a shit about mobile games that's watching this podcast or listening. 
but it also opens the door for them to do actual games, <laughs> actual games to put on their service, which goes in line with Google Stadia type stuff. I mean, Netflix already has the infrastructure, and gaming is a huge business. I definitely see them doing something at some point that competes with competes with Google Stadia. And I could compete with Google Stadia, I'm pretty sure, at this state. But uh, any thoughts on this? I think that's really cool. I mean, if, if, you're, if you think about what Netflix's service is, right, it's like a really broad subscription for literally the whole world. So if you want to connect this with gaming, you would connect it with the biggest gaming market, right? Mm. So I think it kind of just makes sense. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't mobile gaming by now the biggest gaming market in the world? Uh, probably, yeah. I would I would think it is at this point. Well, it's at the very least whether it's financially the biggest on the dollar, it should be the one that has the biggest reach because most people mm. have a mobile device that can run something, right? Yeah. So if you're Netflix and you're and you're aiming wide, then I think targeting mobile is makes a lot of sense. Uh, also, like from a genre perspective of how Netflix is used, you know, it's chilling on the couch um, to watch your show. For the for most people, I would imagine it's more of a a casual thing. I don't know who's a hardcore Netflixer, so it probably That's makes hardcore. again, like from a genre perspective, I think mobile is the right match here rather than PC it's, games it's or like consoles. The thing, so it's the gateway it into gaming, right? It right. It's the least investment that you need because you don't need to put too much time in making a mobile game, uh, mm -hmm. and it theoretically could make you a lot of money. And it gets you kind of in that door, your foot in that. Did they door. say specifically whether they're developing games or just buying them? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Because I don't know if they need to develop games themselves if they well, can get like some sort of deal with. I'm sure it's going to be both. I I would be really surprised if they don't go the Amazon route where they have their own studio, because I could right. see them making AAA titles in like ten years uh, for games like non-mobile mm -hmm. as part of Netflix subscription. I think it just makes sense, honestly. Uh, so yeah. It seems like a really good strategic move, at least. I totally get this. I think yep. it's, it's a good Agreed. way of expanding for them. All right, next thing on the list, Cinder. ESL mm -hmm. Monopoly board game has been, I was going to say announced. I think you can actually buy it. It looks like I can add this to my cart. When is the last time you've, you've played Monopoly? Have you played it? Um... It's quite a long it's quite a long time ago that I played Monopoly. But what I will say about Monopoly is that what's really good about this game is that it's it's a game that anyone can win at. Uh it's 99 uh, not that's not true. It's like 90% luck. So it's perfect for the bad gamer to feel like they're yeah. good. So right. ESL selling this makes a lot of sense. I'm actually going to add it to my cart right now just to see how much money. It is $61, apparently. Uh, obviously, Monopoly has had a billion different versions. I've never actually played one that was just not the standard. The fact that ESL is the one doing it, I think, is kind of weird, if that's the right word for it, because they're marketing like it's the official esports board game, kind of. I mean, not really. I don't know. I just find it a little weird. But the game pieces. Does, does, um, hmm. mm -hmm. Now I was just thinking, like usually games have an IP, right? Monopoly is not owned by anyone, or Monopoly is definitely owned by somebody. What do you mean? Oh, so how did ESL get the rights to make it then? 
I mean, it's technically an ESL Monopoly game, but they're calling it an esports board game, which that's the it, part I guess. Isn't it the I official Monopoly logo that's on top of it? Yes. So they just you made a partnership with whoever it. owns Monopoly. So it's yes. just like a okay. Yeah. yeah, Monopoly basically whores themselves out to get as many different versions out as possible. Got it, got it. Yeah, they know that people don't like Monopoly, but if it's something that you really like, if it's a subject matter that you really like, Game of Thrones before that last season, then maybe you'll buy mm -hmm. it. So the pieces, right. there's a like the little pieces that you can use in the game are controller, keyboard, headphones. Looks like the ESL logo. I do not know what this one is, and then a chicken. I can't show this on screen, sadly. Is that like the I trophy, really hope maybe? that when you go to jail in this Monopoly, it's low priority. That's a missed opportunity if they didn't do that. That's the sad thing is I or can't... Or you get banned. I can't zoom in enough to see what the board actually says on the each individual thing. Jail has to be banned. Right. Yeah, I don't know. And it says go to jail, so it... Does it <laughs> actually? And I, on, based on the picture, I can see that one at least. It says go to jail. Dude, I don't in esports, nobody goes to jail. People pull off scams all the fucking time and get away with it. They just disappear off the face of the earth. So That's go right. to jail should be go off social media and never talk, get talked to again yeah. for two rounds. That's right. All right. Yeah. So that is the ESL esports monopoly. Yeah, I never thought I'd say those words. Uh, all right. A couple more quick topics. We have, oh, this one is not a quick topic. Activision Blizzard has been sued by the state of California over their frat boy culture. So let me just read a couple tidbits here. Um, let's see. According to the complaint filed Tuesday in the Los Angeles Superior Court, female employees make up about 20% of the Activision workforce and are subjected to a pervasive frat boy workplace culture in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office and often engage in inappropriate behavior toward female employees. Uh, let's see. Female employees allege being held back from promotions because of the possibility they might become pregnant, being criticized for leaving to pick up their children from daycare, and being kicked out of lactation rooms so male colleagues could use the room for meetings. The suit also points to a female Activision employee who took her own life while on a company trip with her male supervisor, the employee had been subjected to intense sexual harassment prior to her death, including having nude photos passed around at a company holiday party, the complaint says. Let's see. that There was at least one more thing. I'm trying to skim this so we don't just... Uh, the agency alleges male employees play video games during the workday whilst delegating responsibilities to female employees engage in sexual banter and joke openly about rape among other things and i think there's a couple other things in here but i'm not going to read the whole this so yeah they're getting they're getting sued and uh yikes cinderin that that's a huge yikes thoughts i mean do we need to say anything really i don't know i feel like my face says it all right for all the audio listeners. Yeah. Thank you to the audio listeners. who Dude, have I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's at the allegation stage here, right? But it's hard to believe that when it gets elevated to this level, that there isn't a, even an ounce of truth to it, right? I mean, all yeah, I can say is that to... I hope not all of this is true or that it's like that it's 
blown up to be something it's not, but most likely all of this probably is true, and it's fucking disgusting. Yep. So... Um, and not I, only is it disgusting, it's also fucking sad, like, if it's true, right? It's one thing that you're like, holy shit, this behavior is, like, unbelievable, but it's also fucking sad that it's it's happening to this level still, even with all the attention that's being brought to this shit, that it, it feels like more... It almost feels to me like more stories come up than... Uh, than success stories at this point, which makes sense because now that more attention is being brought to the issue, more people come forward with their problems, right? So it's a good thing. It's just sad that it's at this level. But having stories like this is important. So I think we just have to accept that, you know, there's going to be a lot of stories like this that you will read about, and hopefully it will be less over time. But for now, it's probably going to be more because that's just the fucking world right now. Yeah, and apparently this investigation by the state agency, California, has been going on for two years already. So this sounds like Jesus it's... Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, finally coming to a head. And Well, I, it's no secret all the good ones from Blizzard moved on. So um, Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, all the real ones. And uh, when was it? It was like a year or two ago, Riot had a similar thing come out. And it's just crazy. that It's crazy that it can be something so public it's like work culture like what's the best way to it's not like one of these private moments where uh obviously god what is the right way to say this even it's something that the entire company like the culture of the work right you come in you're right. a new employee it's very evident what the work culture is like everybody's gonna have a different work culture if it's like this like how is that possible actually like how is that literally possible so I guess it's just the higher-ups are kind of okay with it. And but. how does 20% of the workforce, how is 20% of it made up after uh, of female employees if this is how the culture is? Maybe that's why. Like, that's fucking crazy, right? Maybe they quit. It's high. Like, 20% is high if this is the work culture. Like, mm. that's yeah. fucking crazy, right? That if If all of this is true, like, there's so many ifs and ifs and ifs, right? But... It's like, maybe the pay is really good, so people put up with this shit, but I feel like, like, I imagine being put in that position, I, I feel like you get the fuck out of there, right? In if theory. going on. You never this, know, though. But, I mean, I, I know it's not that simple, because, like, you might need the money, you might need to make ends meet, et cetera, et cetera, so it's not just like, oh, I'll just find another job, no problem, right? Um, I, I know it's not that simple, but holy shit, 20%. Yeah, in a culture like this. So we'll and see also what the fact that they don't, they aren't like, it's not just how does how am I going to work this properly? It's crazy that if this kind of culture can thrive in a workplace where twenty percent are women, right? Because mm. let's say it was five two percent women or whatever, then you could say okay, there's like such an insane majority that they can become this kind of frat culture. I'm not defending it in any way by the way it should it shouldn't happen ever regardless even if there was zero women it shouldn't happen anyway but like when it's this large of a fraction of the company it's mm -hmm. crazy that this kind of thing can even exist like how big of a part of your company are you just disrespecting like this is i don't know it's fucking ridiculous yeah, it's well it's pretty crazy so we oh. will see what happens with that let's uh, move on this type of stuff typically will be very long term, I would imagine. Uh, but you never know. So yeah, that, that was kind of a bombshell. Yeah. 
All right, and then final thing, final topic. Blue Origin successfully sends Jeff Bezos and three others to space and back. So he pulls a... Congrats. Whatever that guy that we talked about last week's name. What the hell? Richard Branson, is that right? So they just go to the, the edge of space or the edge of the earth, if you want to call it that, and they come back. So it's actually a quick trip, just like, what was it, like 10 minutes or something? Whatever it is, it was pretty... Mm -hmm. So he technically made it to space, and obviously he has he's a billionaire if you guys don't know that he's the richest person in the entire world he might be the richest person in the history of the world actually and he got criticized a bit for a quote he made they call it tone death where he was thanking a lot of people afterwards and he thanks amazon employees and customers for paying for this <laughs> or some shit like that which is God. Like, how fucked uh, up do you have to be to say that? It's just like his joyride, essentially. And he's thinking, like, especially considering all the history with Amazon employees getting not, you know, not nearly as much as they deserve. And then him profiting off of the pandemic and all this bullshit, right? Thanks, guys, for paying for my spacecraft trip. Yeah. And then the most hilarious part about it, and I'm not going to show it on the video. You guys can just Google this. Have you seen what the rocket looked like, Cinderin? I have. It literally looks like a penis. And people started posting some things in comparison to Austin Powers, where Dr. Evil, who ironically looks exactly like Jeff Bezos, also had a <laughs> penis-shaped rocket. Unbelievable. It literally looks like a fucking penis. That's insane. How does that happen? Is it just, are our penises, like, do they work really well in space or something? Thanks to uh, thanks to all the Amazon workers for paying for my space dick. <laughs> like, that is the ultimate ego. Could he at least have doubled move. down and said it like that? Like, that, that would have at least been funny then. Now, I will say, like, based on the picture I'm looking at, the testicles are quite small in comparison hmm. to the penis. That's so true. That might be a condition that he needs to look up. But what are your thoughts on this this entire thing? <laughs> Honestly, kind of indifferent. I mean, apart from his penis? statement, which is tone deaf. But like, yeah, like okay. Someone went into space. Yeah, I mean, it's a really great dick. Honestly, um, <laughs> super happy for Bezos. He finally gets to not only be a dick on Earth, but also be a dick in space now. That's great. Um, yeah, congratulations. Uh, all right, well, that <laughs> God, we had a lot of topics that were not Dota, but so much happened this week. It's crazy. Uh, but thank you for sticking with us. Uh, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Suns fan and sinner signing out. Thank you again to esports.gg for sponsoring this episode. Guys, check out the link in the description of the video or audio to help us out. And well, it's not just helping us out, you get to experience great Arcana tier list content. Mm -hmm. We are the experts. Remember, we're the experts we know on everything. everything. That's right. All right. Until next time, Suns fan and Cinderin signing out. Goodbye. Bye. Subscribe. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah.